Good morning on this uh, Wednesday morning. I want to welcome you to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We have been talking about three little words in the spirit. And uh, we've been actually going from both the New Testament and the Old Testament and covering not only the meaning and the significance of this, but the importance of knowing and understanding what it is to be in the Spirit. In the book of Philippians, we're going to start today, in chapter 1, verse 19, this is what Paul had to say about his dependence on the Holy Spirit. This is how much he depended on the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of Christ, to help him throughout each and every day and his walk. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So he makes that emphasis there. In the Old Testament, the prophets, when they prophesied and and when they pinned down the word that we have today, this is what Peter had to say about them. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 11, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand of the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. So even the prophets of the Old Testament, it says here concerning the Spirit of Christ, what manner they testified beforehand, and also not only testified, but of the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. We have in the scripture where even Moses preferred, preferred to suffer for Christ than to enjoy the riches and pleasures of Egypt. In other words, through and by the Spirit of God, he was able to understand some of these things. It says in the book of Ephesians, in uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, who has delivered us. This is one of the things that distinguishes us from walking in the flesh or walking in, in just the carnal or walking uh, in the soul or the soulish uh, or the earthly. That he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. This is something that God has done for us. It is something that is both positional and experimental in our life. We can experience the transformation and the change of how we lived and walked and thought and talked before and how we are now when we are in Christ Jesus. The scripture goes on further in Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Yet we're here on earth, and yet the blessings are in the heavenly places. It's something that is positional, but we can experiment it and experience it in our lives here on this earth. It says in the book of Galatians 5.25, If we live in the Spirit, there's the three little words, let us also walk in the Spirit. 
1 Corinthians 6.19 For what know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? In 2 Corinthians 6.16 What agreement does the temple of God have with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, notice, notice, I will dwell in them, walk in them, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Now, Paul further solidified this and made an emphasis by saying in the book of Acts, in chapter 17, verse 28, For in him, in Christ Jesus, and in through the Holy Spirit, we live and move and have our being. And when he talks about our being, he is literally saying it is because of him that we are basically who we are. We have our existence through him. And as certain also of your own uh, poets have said, for we are also his offspring. So he clarified and said, we exist, we live, we walk, we have our existence because of him. It says in Ephesians 2.21, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. Verse 22, in whom you also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. And then it says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. And only the Spirit of God can reveal to us these things. And then the scripture says in Proverbs 20, 27, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the valley. In other words, our spirit is like a super powerful computer, probably more powerful than any computer that exists on this planet, which is capable of storing and has stored in it information with the minutest detail in it. But our body and our mind and our soul are the majority of times very unacquainted with that information. Every now and then we get a little glimpse of certain things, but for the most part we are unaware of our own selves as far as the most inside part of us is called the spirit of man. But the Lord uses the spirit of man, especially when man has been quickened, has been made alive unto him again, when he has been born again, to search all the inward parts. And that is when the conscience is made alive. That, that, that's when our intuition is springing forth because the spirit of life has quickened it. That, that's when all of these things that are in us, it doesn't matter if it's our conscience, it doesn't matter if it's intuition, it doesn't matter if it's our imagination, all of these things are searched out by the Spirit of God in 
our spirit. And many times, a lot of those things are brought up that we were fully unaware of. And sometimes we wind up saying, Lord, uh, you know, I wasn't conscious of this. I, I need to forgive this person. Or all of a sudden, I just remembered something. There are things that are in us, just like in Adam. He never went to school. He never had a teacher. Yet, when God brought all the animals to him in his spirit was already all the knowledge and all the wisdom necessary to name every single animal. And yet when he fell, he was conscious of fear. He was conscious of his disobedience to God. He was conscious of his conscience telling him, hey, you've done something wrong. So the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, and he searches you with that. But in order to know the things of God, only the Spirit of God himself knows these things. And he wants to, and I'm going to use the word inject, because I can't think of another better word than transfer, inject into your spirit his thoughts, his dreams, his will, his ideas, for you. And if you can bring them up like a deep well that has fresh, refreshing water that a bucket has to bring way, way up until we can be able to be partakers of that in the same manner. What God has put forth in our spirits, he wants to bring it out so that our minds can have the understanding and the comprehension of what he wants us to do. Will you let him Will you allow him? Will you permit him? Is the question. I pray in Jesus' name that he will give you the spirit of wisdom and knowledge in the revelation of Christ Jesus our Lord. All the spiritual understanding that is necessary for your walk on a daily basis with Christ. Until we meet again, may God richly bless you. Let his word Dwell deeply in your spirit. Act upon it. Confess it. Believe it. For it is the word of the almighty living God. Until we meet again on Thursday. Amen.